Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And uh, thank you for joining us. This is Chris's team reveal. So Hello. off you go, Chris. Take it away. <laughs> tell everyone. Hey, actually, tell everyone where we can find them on, uh, they can find us on the socials, Chris. You can, uh, you can find us at uh, SC Insider 100 on Twitter, on Facebook, and on. What other, what other platforms? Twitch when we're there, Twitch, I guess. I guess. And, and um, obviously you can search for us as well on, on YouTube. Search for Supercoach Insider. Boom. What up? What up? Enjoy. Please do like, subscribe. We nearly hit a thousand likes. Um, Chris, we might as well tell everyone. Yes. <gasps> it's so good. It's so it damn is good. The Haku, was it a Hakushu? Hakushu. Uh, Hakushu. It's a you Japanese it. single malt whiskey. You've got to say it directly. Oh, mate, we're just chilling. We're just chilling. We're here actually waiting for Corey from SC Elites. So we're going to do our top 10 top ten reveal, basically, or top eight, I think, because he yes. wants to we're minimize the damage. A bit. Yes, and have some honorable mentions, but it'll be fun. Uh, and look, I suppose that, that all comes back to um, my selections in my team. I'm, I'm actually throwing up between two structures right now. And how it works out really is anybody's guess at this point. But this is how I landed as of today, and I'm pretty happy with it. So it'll all depend. The only thing that I'm really weighing up is do I want to go a little bit heavier with mid prices or do I want to um, invest in more top end talent? And this is the one that has the more top end talent, but only has essentially 12 premiums or what I would like to call 12 premiums as opposed to my other side, which has 13 and one more mid-pricer as well. So um, a little bit more safety in terms of less reliance on rookies on field, but I do feel like there's a few rookies out there um, that are going to pay dividends coming forward. So from the back line, obviously, we've got Jaden Short. So the one bigger mission straight up oh. is in this side is I don't have any Jake Lloyd. Um, Seagull. Yeah. So Jumped off. Why? Um, well, just the 50K. Um, so, I mean, I could... I just don't think it's really value at this point um, with Jake Lloyd. Like I could go, you know, short up to Jake Lloyd and that's fine. But I do like the value that short presents. Um, way I'm looking at how Sydney's structured up at the moment, I don't think he's necessarily going to drop all that much. But I don't think he's going to be that far in front of Jaden Short that it's going to be worth it. I do see Jaden Short as someone that can increase his average by between 5 to 10 points per per, per game. Um so to me, he's like almost a must-have. This is a spoiling a little bit, but I, I personally feel like Whitfield could be the number one defender this year. So I, I think he's kind of a must-have. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Uh, <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, we haven't. He hasn't actually seen this yet, everyone. But oh, you, it's backwards for you. Little, yeah. little sneak peek. Well, I actually did this before you got here. Wow. So, so yeah, so there's that. So I, I don't think you can't not go Whitfield, but the only way that I can get up to Lloyd from my team is to trade out short. I just think there's too much value there presented. So um, we'll see how we go into round one. I may opt to go that way. The only, I, I suppose I'm looking for value forward and in defense to, because the midfield is so expensive and the ruck line. Um, so Sicily comes in there at uh, D3 with Hewitt at D4. And then the rookies start. So this is where you're sort of saving that that little bit of extra money. I think Sicily can average well, but I don't think he's going to be, say, you know, 2019 Sicily or when was the last time you averaged over 105, I think. Um, I don't think he's going to be that good, but I think he might be around the mark. Um, I think Hewitt can average 105-ish. So personally, I'm, I'm all in on the Hewitt train. That's why I'm there with that. Um, as for everything else, pretty much uh, let's go to the midfield. This is where the obviously the the cream comes through. I've gone with the big three, and I think that if you're looking at 
any other three premium midfielders, you're probably not doing it right, in my opinion, at this point. Did you see my berry and cream joke at? Uh, I did. I did. I enjoyed on Twitter. It a lot. On Twitter, if you haven't seen it, go ahead and check it out. Twitter, everyone. Um, but yeah, I think these three guys are the guys that are going to be vying for the number one super coach, uh, super coacher of uh, 2022. Um, it'll come from these three, in my opinion: Steele, McRae, and Mill, and Tuke Miller. They both look like they haven't missed a beat in the off season. They're both absolutely consistent. And I think between Steele and Took, they've also got ups, upside as well there. So um, I'm locking those three in in this team. The one that goes in my other team, unfortunately, is Took. Uh, so that's the one that makes way to add, say, a Patrick Cripps in there instead. Um, Neil, I think, is a no-brainer at his price. Raul is a very recent addition. Uh, that could be recency bias, and he could be one to make way. But I previously had uh, Caldwell in that position um, as a mid-pricer. And I've moved him up to a row and found the extra cash to do so. Isn't that like a Disney song? Make way, make way. <laughs> is it Moana? <laughs> it's one of those Disney songs. They're it's all, all you need. They're all in the background all the time. Yeah, it's Moana. All the time. <laughs> um, rookies, I think the easily best two rookies so far for the uh, preseason is Nick Dacos and Josh Ward. I think by a long shot. Um, I like Horn Francis, but I prefer him off the bench because I think that there's going to be games where he's going to be uh, fairly subpar, especially in North's forward line. But he does have the added bonus of having CBAs, so he could keep his average relatively consistent. I still think he only probably averages about that 70, maybe 75 mark. But I think that's good enough. And at his price, there's not really much else. Um, so we'll yeah. see how that goes currently I've got Cooper Stevens in there I thought he played very well on the weekend not sure if he lines up round one though unfortunately. looks a good size and at least Menegola I think still coming back from knee stuff so yeah, kind of helps if he doesn't play I'm actually looking to start Elijah Hollands there um, even if he doesn't get picked round one which I don't think he will be and that's going to be as a um, as my loophole because I don't, currently don't have a loophole anywhere else so I can, I'm happy to start say Elijah Hollands there as a mid forward swing can move forward move back it's going to be a little bit easier. Saligo, I think, is one that actually plays, and I, I'm not sure why there's been a, a little bit of a... Um, he, I thought he played very well in his role. Especially with Laird injured. Laird's and out four to six. Yeah. I mean, there's there's space there, that's for sure. I, I'm not really sure why people aren't jumping on, I, but you know, we'll see. Round one is obviously proof in the pudding. And the ruck line. So I've gone back and forth with my ruck line. I think it's probably everybody's. Haven't we all? The ruck lines of Biatch Bruce is obviously suspended for a week. Why did he accept that? Surely. Surely you challenge it. You tackle 100 100 kilo plus person and you need to actually put them down with a little bit of force. I I, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, So Grundy's obviously the lock. And then the the second one there. And in both teams right now, I've got English at, at R2. Um. For two reasons. First of all, I don't think he's going to be my R2 long-term. I'm actually going to wait and see with my rucks. I like Gorn and I like Darcy. And I think that those two will probably be battle it out for number two. But I do see a, a situation where if I started Gorn, there could be times where I completely regret it. If I start Darcy, his body's a little bit shot always. So I'm not really sure where I'll lean towards. So I want to give myself a bit of time to make that decision. English not only buys me time, but I personally think that he's got the potential to be a top six forward. So at, at worst case scenario, you can just swing him forward and then put in the ruck that you want. Um, and he obviously provides you ruck cover as well. And I think he's probably the best ruck forward currently available in Supercoach. See, there's nothing worse than having a, a set and forget if it doesn't go right. And we've had the luxury of it all going perfectly. 
But if Gorn does have less ruck time throughout the season, mm. um, you know, maybe he's kind of captive with that ceiling. So it's like, well, if Darcy starts popping off, you could lose five, ten points a game. Whereas at least English, if you put him forward, you then work out what that position is. Who's the highest averaging mid uh, rucker? Ruck, right, Rucker, Rucker, motherfucker. Wow, um, but that way you can okay. So English there, maybe he'll be not if he's not top six to ten, he'll be very close to it. I think he'll be very serviceable. Yep. And I think you'll actually gain more points by making sure you have the right ruck instead of being locked into something and losing five ten points a week. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, now the forward line is something that I, I think's been my most consistent line the entire preseason. Dunkley and Butters pretty much haven't moved the entire preseason. Canelio, I, I, I think everyone is, he should be probably the most picked player in Supercoach at this point. Um, and then the last three. So I really like Brody. I think he's actually got a potential to be a keeper. I know that sounds ridiculous, but if he gets the role of midfield, he's got the potential to, to be a top six forward. So. so I was shaking my head as in you're an idiot. And yes, it does sound ridiculous. Yes. Thanks very much. Um, but uh, McGovern, I, I think, is someone that can you know, hit you an 80 average. Um, I don't think he's going to be too amazing, but I think he can probably hit that 80 average or something similar. Um, I In that position, I could also go, obviously, um, Rayner or um, Gresham. I'm currently leaning towards McGovern, mainly because what Rayner didn't really light the world up. And I, I think there's going to be games where Rayner's going to have 160. <laughs> but I also think there's going to be games where Rayner's going to have 40. And I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. So we'll see how we go closer to the uh, the actual season. The one that's really changed is Cherry at uh, F6. And that's obviously come in since the weekend. It's uh, fairly well known now in Supercoach land that Cherry has pretty much taken over the number one mantle at uh, the North Melbourne Kangaroos. And it's not by much, but it's enough that his scoring is going to be good enough at his price to be a valid selection on field. And I think that that's a very valid consideration. Um, on the pine there, I've got McCartan because I can switch him with Deconing, which I think is a, a valuable addition. And uh, I've got uh, Hayes as well, which obviously can switch with Dixon in the ruck. So I've got a little bit of flexibility there. Um, I really like this side. It's it's growing on me a lot more, but the difference between that and, say, the other mid-price side, I guess. Um, so instead of Rao, like, you get up to Cripps. Oh, sorry, I, 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 should, I lie. Instead of Miller, I go to Cripps. Um, and then instead of Raul, that goes down to Corwell, and that enables me to add in Jake Lloyd into the back into the uh, the back, back lineup. Um, basically, it's essentially meaning that I'm running five well, premium, depending on how you view Hewitt um, defenders, and only one rookie on field, and that's the biggest difference in those sides. I also run Pruce, um, which I still don't think is a bad thing because he's only going to miss the one game. Uh, but English moves to the forward line and then we'll probably obviously cover week one with the view of, of getting Pruce into that main ruck line moving forward. Um, so that's the big difference between those, those two sides and what I'm currently throwing up. Yep. Not only that, Saints play Friday night, so you could even... So what I'm considering is even putting um, Hayes right as an emergency on the ruck line and if he actually scores you and somehow flukes an 80... And it's like perfect, wonderful, and then you know, um, Proust doesn't actually play until Saturday afternoon, four o'clock. You have time to then actually put Proust on that R two line because Hayes has actually basically done you a serviceable job for the week. Or you yep. could use, um, so say no, you can't use Dixon; they play last. So yeah, that's another consideration if you want to be flexible. It's a little bit anarchy. You kind of have to try and adjust your team on the fly, but yep. 
it is actually a strategy worthwhile. If Hayes from Saints actually gets a reasonable score, Bruce can then go onto your R2 line. You take that good score, and then from there on, you'll probably be one of the only people with Bruce killing it, hopefully. That is true, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, tell me what you think of the comments. Um, open to criticism, obviously. Uh, I'll probably just tell you to fuck off anyway. Um, but this has been a large work in progress, and, yeah, it could obviously still change towards uh, round one, but with the – I think I was just blown away by Tuke Miller and Matty Rowell, and that's really shaped my latest side. And do you know who they play first? Uh, hopefully it's Brisbane. <laughs> West, West Coast Eagles that have no oh. fucking players available. So they're just going to just go nuts. I actually messaged the group chat saying, Raul and Tuke are going to get 300 between them week one. Is Raul on 240 and, and Miller's on 60? Or? No, I think it'll be, I think it'll be <laughs> Tuke pushing like the 160s or something. You know what was super impressive about Raul's game is that, uh, so Matty Raul comes in and what we missed from Raul and especially in the last year, but before that was his contested ball is his, is his and one would, and he just did not get that. That was what we didn't get last year. And obviously coming back from a big shoulder injury, he just wasn't able. And we noted that last year during the pods that was back. He had 18 contested possessions. He hit one twenty four super coach did not even have a scoreboard impact. And we know what happens when he kicks goals his score just goes through the absolute yeah. roof. When he kicks on his left, his right, he kicks goals. And not only that, he, he had teammates miss him twice. They kicked over. It was a bit Jewy, right? Stuart Jewy. And, um, <laughs> but they kicked over his head. Like they, they butchered yeah. a kick to him at least twice that I saw. So he could have easily got a mark, got those stats, got those points, and then had a kick on. But no, the ball went over his head or went past him. So I think with the drier conditions as well, you know, they look to him. He works pretty hard. He was working not as hard as Took. Took was absolutely... Fr- oh. Just watching him down into the back pocket, uh, back pocket, back putting pocket. yeah, putting pressure on, and then all of a sudden he's literally twenty meters out from goal, getting a shot on goal. It's like, what the hell's going on? This guy's so good. Yeah, and I mean, look, I, I'm not worried about point stealing or anything like that. We've seen with the Bulldogs, uh, if you've got enough points, that's not going to be a thing at all. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm right now. I, you'd you'd be packing it if you don't start in Matty Real. I can tell you that. Uh, but based on the the two preseason games, was the one intri- was it who they play? They play Brizzy, and who they play in their first practice game? I can't remember. That wasn't recorded, but he absolutely cleaned up in that game, and then he comes into the actual practice match and cleans up again. He's rolling into form, yeah. And if he knocks over a one twenty that first week, I can guarantee you by week three, people are going, "Well, how do I get Matt Rowland?" But it doesn't even look like he's going that well. But he's going one twenties. So there's so much upside, and this is someone who went, what did he get, like a 160 or something in one of his first handful of games. That's crazy. Yeah, he I mean, is someone that could burn you 100%. Uh, it's kind of weird, though, because Rao really does throw out structure a little bit. Um, yeah, he does. He's, he's awkward price because yeah. there's, there's I, I feel like there's th- oh, well two really good, well-priced mid-prices in both Barry and Caldwell, right? I feel like both of them are, are priced so well that it's hard to ignore them. My problem with Caldwell is roll. In that, when he really, even though he got a, himself 111 last week, half of that was uh, one half of that uh, was it Merritt that went off the ground or uh, Parish moved forward. Merritt went off the ground. They weren't playing. Their Stringer is also not in that side, which right. is probably my big concern and Dylan because Shield. they're not going to take CBAs from those other big bulls, right? So I think it'll be Corball that loses some CBAs when Stringer comes back in because yeah. we're also going to take it from. Has to be him. So. Yeah, so for me, I 
whilst I think that, that he's definitely going to make money, I think that that's a no-brainer. I just don't think it's as solid bet as both Berry and Raul. Raul's guaranteed to be in that midfield setup, 100%. And uh, by the way, sleeper in drafts, might I say Noah Anderson. Oh, oh he's going 100 plus. Easy. I think, he's, I think he shits in 100 this year. Yeah, same. 105. And the other reason I say 105 is if, if he was a premier midfielder when they've already got two can Raul there that are going to be cleaning up those points. So, um, yeah, interesting. But that's my team, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And I'm sure you'll catch us on the next podcast where we go through the uh, top eight mids, top six forwards. No, top top eight defenders. No, top top stuff. Top eight defenders, forwards, top, top, top ten, top ten mids, top three rucks with Corey. He's standing by. We're going to get him on the line. Um, yeah, we'll catch you later, everyone. We'll see you soon. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye.